What is going on, everybody? Isaac Mashman here, and welcome back to another episode of Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman, the show that is all about helping you become a more capable individual through sharing my experiences in business, life, and personal growth, and now the experiences of other people as well. So the past couple of episodes, I've had some amazing, amazing guests on the show, um, and I'm sure that all of you have gotten a ton of value. Now today, I have a very close friend of mine. He's like a brother to me. He's somebody who I've done business with multiple occasions, actually co-hosted a podcast with, and somebody who is you know, one of my closest guys that I can go to and ask for advice or bounce ideas off of, and that is Eric Chow. Eric, what's going on? brother how are you doing today i am doing absolutely fantastic and i am excited to be here man thank you 100 100 now i want you to to kind of introduce yourself man tell us a little bit about where you're from what you do what do you specialize in and then we'll just have a have a good old conversation man and jump into a bunch of topics every single time we're on a call uh an interview or a podcast it seems like we always talk about some really awesome subjects so Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes. Um, well, hi, everybody. My name is Eric Chow. I am 19 years young, although actually when this episode comes out, I'll be 20. Um, I'll be 20 years old. I am uh, I'm pursuing management information systems at San Jose State University here in California. Um, in the meantime, I am working as a tutor. I am very much into the business and podcasting world and personal development as well. And that, I think that's why uh, Isaac and I connected, uh, I think initially for podcasting, but we quickly realized we both uh, have an interest in business and personal development. And that's been something that I've been uh, very much uh, interested in and, and focused on for the past couple of years. Um, born and raised here in California, uh, love to travel and uh, experience new things. And um, I, I think that life is something to be enjoyed and something to uh, just a, a constant journey of growth. So, yeah, one hundred percent. And and we first got connected back in two thousand and nineteen yes, when sir. you did Eric Chow and Powers podcast, which yes. is just surpassing I think the fifty episode mark or somewhere around there. Yes, sir. Um, and I was I think I was I was interview five. So guys, if you want to want to really go deep into history, you could go. Make sure to check out his podcast, subscribe to him everywhere that you can listen and uh, check out some of you know the amazing people he interviews. And I, it was really interesting, man, connecting with you because sometimes you meet people along the, along the journey that you just have this natural chemistry that flows in conversation and topics yeah. And uh, thinking about ideas, bouncing ideas off of one another, you know, Napoleon Hill's mastermind principle. And we had one of those connections, which I think is really cool. And, and that developed into a friendship that we've had over the past couple of years. And we've both seen one another grow in a lot of different ways. But I want to talk about, you know, a little bit of, of, of where you're going with, you know, going to school, obviously getting a degree, um, but also tutoring and also having that interest in business. Where do you, you know, anticipate winding up? Like, what is the vision for you? The vision is exciting for sure. Um, I think the, the first place to, to start is uh, family. That's uh, definitely a big driving force for me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, one of my big, big goals that I'm focusing on is uh, helping my dad retire from his job in a couple of years. So that's a big one for me. So the first thing is going to be giving back to family. I want to send mm -hmm. these guys on vacation. I've been fortunate enough to travel a little bit. And so I want to send them traveling some places. So that, that's a big goal for me in a couple of years. 
Um, in the years following that, uh, definitely focusing on, on business uh, for, I think, probably my mid to late 20s, definitely going to uh, be focusing on that just because I believe business to be an incredible platform. I think business is a tool and it depends on how you use it. Um, and I think business will be a very useful tool for me to do some good in the world and do some, uh, put out some great services and products and whatever I'm doing, um, wherever I end up. And then after that, I'm thinking maybe some uh, nonprofit work. Uh, because I believe in service and I think business will put me in a very good position to be um, in financially and with my network of people who I'm connected with to be in a good position, do some nonprofit work. And so that'll kind of lead me into my 30s and who knows what will happen after that. This is about to be good because you already touched on some cool things. This is Ooh. this is about to be be phenomenal. Let's go ahead and talk about philanthropy for a second. Now you talk yes, about sir. how being in business will basically position you and set you up to be able to give back more. Yes, now that's sir. something that a lot of people don't quite understand. They they think that being in business and generating revenue and making money is all about you, 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 you. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if you're set up and you have more than enough. You're in a, you're in the state of abundance. You have, you know, a couple of digits in the bank account, like you're set, you're good. Your business is generating revenue. Then you're able to give back more. So what yes, are some sir. charitable causes that you can, you anticipate, you know, you're, you're going to really pay attention to, because I want to look back in this interview and be like, Eric, you did every single thing that you said you're going to do in this interview. You know, what's a little challenging about answering that question is I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to want to focus on when I hit my thirties. Uh, in terms of service. And I do want to touch on this actually before I, I answer that question, um, because that's a very good point. Uh, a lot of people don't see business as a way to do that. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't see business as a way to do that myself. Um, in fact, if you went back a couple of years before you and I met for sure, um, I, I think if you would ask me about business and entrepreneurship, I would I would have said the exact same thing. Profit, 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 me, me, me. And that just wasn't my style. You know me, I'm, a, I'm very much a, a giver kind of a soul. Um, what made that change? Kinda, you've had to kind of reel me in a little bit. And um, I would say what made the change is I realized uh, my similarity with a lot of business people. Mm. And what I mean by that is I was very much into the personal development world. And personal development, I think, is, is something that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners who are serious about it, not just fancy entrepreneur, who are serious about it, actually spend a lot of time doing. I believe that those are people who are also trying to master their craft and develop themselves as people. And I think that was what realized my end because I was like, if I'm working on bettering myself and this business owner is working on bettering himself, clearly there's something I'm missing because it's not just about them anymore. I know that because that's what I'm doing. And if we're doing the same thing, then I know that. And I realized business, yes, there are, it's a big world out there. There are a lot of people who do do this profit and me, me, me thing. But what is business in the end? It's about providing service, providing value, and then getting rewarded for it. That is the most simple, basic definition of business in general. And so I realized, well, then maybe I don't have to operate out of this me, me, me perspective. I can just operate out of this adding value perspective and then get rewarded for it. And then, of course, as you said, it'll lead me into a position where I'm good myself. 
which means I can help other people be good themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, um, I love psychology, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's very, very simple. If you study the Maslow hierarchy of needs, you start with the basic survival stuff. Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have food to eat? Okay, maybe you move up a little bit. Great. Do you have clothes on your back? You know, very simple things. Then you move on to higher levels. And once you've taken care of all of that, you're able to focus on the highest level. Uh, uh, I forget what title that uh, Maslow uses, but you're able to focus on that highest level of giving. Uh, For me, I think it'll be helping people who just aren't in a position to pursue whatever it is they want to pursue. I believe that the biggest thing I can do for the world is to help people uh, who aren't in those positions to do whatever they want to do. Whatever their definition or version or vision of success is, let's see if I can help those people do that. Because if I can help them do that, they can go on to do some really great things. I don't need to be the next Martin Luther King Jr. But if I'm the Martin Luther King Sr., that'd be pretty cool to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, going back to what you're doing this for, I think that there's a balance that, that most people don't understand. Now, normally I'm the kind of guy to say there, there should be no balance in your life, like go all in, go all in, go all in. But when it comes to what you're doing and how you're building and, uh, you know, what you're pursuing in life, there's a balance between ego, right? Ego isn't innately wrong. It's what you do with that ego that can be misperceived or can be done with the wrong ill intention. And there's a balance between doing it for yourself and also doing it for other people and business at the core is not just about providing service, but also about providing solutions and solving Mm -hmm. problems. And we were talking about this, you know, prior to the call about what we could do to expand our service and provide more solutions to other people. And that's how you scale in business. And Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been really, really interesting to see that transition too. And for somebody, what's what I, what I'm most interested about with you, Eric, is you have this natural gravitational pull to you with like, like the way that you speak. And you're not going out of your way to build up some multi-million dollar business right now that you're building from the ground up. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, right now you are in network marketing. We'll talk about that for a little bit too, because this is something that most people also have the misconception about saying that network marketing MLM, it's pyramid scheme. Okay. All right, Jack, go ahead and define what a pyramid scheme is. Let's see if you actually know what you're talking about, but that is a business that can contribute and build up residual income. What's the goal with you know the network marketing business that you're building up on the side? And you're not even aggressively building it in like the sense of you're not sending out thousands of DMs, but I see you building your business in the correct way. How did you get, first get started with that and where, where are you going with it? Um, where am I going with it? I'll answer that first is absolutely everything I already said. There we go. Done. Absolutely. Every, everything I've already said is connected to that. That's the vehicle. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, how did I get started with it? Well, I think, like you said, a lot of people mess it up. And I think the first thing you do is you look at the right people. I think the first, well, actually, maybe the second thing, the first thing you should do is make sure it's, uh, you look at the plan and the way things are structured. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the second thing is you look at the right people. And I, because I think that uh, like anything, we like to put labels on things. And unfortunately, we, we sometimes blame uh, the label rather than looking at the situation, mm. right? It's not that this person, uh, it's not that all of this race have a certain stereotype or it's not that all of this political party or it's not all of this whatever, religion, all of this whatever. It's, there are some people who don't do it right. 
And so I think that it, it comes down to the people. Network marketing at a very basic level is a great concept if you really understand it. It comes down to how you use it. Just the same thing as we've talked about with business. It comes down to how you use it. Some people use it as me, 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 me. Other people use it to provide solutions and add mm -hmm. value. It just comes down to how you use it. I think if we were to split the word into two and, and define network and define marketing, you'd realize yeah. that it's pretty much Beautiful. the same thing in every single business network. Yeah. It is a group of people more than one. And then marketing is to expand the knowledge of something. And so when you combine that, having a network and you're marketing it to other people, then you're just expanding business, expanding wealth, expanding solutions. Um, and, and you know, to anybody who's thinking about getting involved with MLM, that was how I first got started in business. Now, mm. I mean, I had a couple endeavors prior, you know, wanting to do a, a dropship clothing line and all this other stuff, not knowing what I was doing. And then I got into three different companies, four different times. But what that allowed me to do was experience. It allowed mm. me to get mentorship. And since you got involved with your, you know, your opportunity now for particular legal reasons, we can't mention the companies. A lot of companies, you know, want you to get written permission. And so out of respect for that, out of respect for Eric's business, we won't mention what he's a part of, but I've noticed you have really grown. And I've noticed that the way that you're talking the way that you're messaging, like you, you asked me, like, I'm an active customer of yours. Like I've bought from you a couple of times now I'm taking, you know, what you offer pretty much every single day in my regiment. And mm -hmm. you've, you approach me in a very professional way, but not like over the top, but you are handling mm -hmm. yourself how you should handle yourself. Yeah. Um, why do you think people, you know, you, you mentioned people do it the wrong way. What do you mean by that? I think that um, sometimes people put out the wrong message. Number one, sometimes people, uh, I mean, business is something that most people don't particularly understand at a deep level. Um, and I think that people get in with unclear uh, expectations sometimes that other times it's they don't know how to go about it while respecting people. This is a business of people by definition. And so it becomes real obvious if you are, for example, doing me, 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 me. But numbers yeah, it becomes real obvious when you're doing that. It becomes real obvious when um, you're, tr you're so focused on building your business that you're not focused on adding value. It becomes real obvious when you aren't treating people right. It becomes obvious when you're not actually looking to help people. Mm -hmm. It becomes obvious that you're new into business and you don't know what the heck you're doing and you don't have guidance and you're not taking that guidance. There are so many very simple things that I think people getting into network marketing don't get, um, whether by themselves or because of the people they're with or the companies they're working with. I don't know. Right. But I think that there are a lot of easy mistakes to be made and creates a bad rep. Well, not all companies are the same, too. That's uh, yes. what most people don't realize. Different opportunities, different services, different, yes. um, you know, people in the leadership structures. You have to look at, you know, what the track history of those people are. And this is going back to doing your due diligence and doing research, just like you're getting a job, man. You know, if you're doing competitive research on what job you're wanting to pursue at, for a nine to five or for a career, you're going to look at benefits. You're going to look at the opportunities for scaling up the ladder. You're going to be looking at what's in it for me. What's the corporate leadership? And it's the same thing that you can devote towards finding an opportunity or an MLM. But I think that if you actually run with it and you don't have to have experience going into it, but the thing is, you mentioned that you, and you touched on something that was a really great point of 
it's not that you don't have the experience. It's that you're not listening to the people and the guidance that is being given. And that's a big part of mentorship. Now, I have never really had too many physical mentors in my life. I'd have a couple here and there, but most of my mentorship has been through virtual means, right? YouTube university or reading books or, you know, studying that regard. What is some of the, you know, top picks for you when it comes to personal development or mentors? Um, as in personal relationships or going on to kind of what you're talking about with books and, and, and YouTube university, et cetera. With books and YouTube university, Perfect. tuition free. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I am an avid reader. I just took a glance over here. Uh, Isaac saw me. I don't know if this is going out on video, if it is, it is or not. Okay. So I just glanced over here at my book collection over here. So I'm an avid reader. I read every single day. Um, I have read uh, probably almost a dozen books just this mm. year so far. Uh, and by the way, we're recording this in May. I just want to point that out. So by July, I mean, I imagine, you know, who, knows, who knows where we'll be, right? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've read a lot uh, and I love to read and I'm an avid reader. Some of my personal favorites, I mean, uh, I mean, you know this book extremely well. It's right next to my, uh, my desk here, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is one of my absolute favorite books there is. Um, in the world of business, I think Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy is the person who wrote The Compound Effect. I think those are both amazing books. Um, uh, my philosophy on business is, is definitely derived also from, uh, the go-giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Um, that's a fantastic book. I mean, I've, I've read a lot to be honest, and I love to study business. I love to study personal development. I love to study the, uh, people who have achieved some level of success financially, relationships, purpose, and meaning, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, so I spend a lot of time on that I don't spend too much time on YouTube anymore but there are a lot of amazing creators who are doing amazing things in different areas um, I like to study people with who who really manage their lifestyle in certain ways that work for me I know that people you know like for example productivity is, is something that uh, there's so many different strategies and whatnot and certain things will work for different people so for example, if you're looking at how you can improve your own productivity or your own lifestyle in the current way that you're living, you want to look at um, what actually will work for you, right? So I talked to some of my friends and I'm like, hey, listen, I, I, I watch X YouTuber and Y YouTuber um, and, uh, or, and I look at this resource and that resource to improve my systems and processes that I use in my life. But I also know your personality and this ain't going to work for you. So I think that's also important. Sometimes finding people who you can relate to is very, very important. You know, for example, certain mentors that I've studied more than any of them um, aren't the ones that necessarily have the most success. Now, obviously, I'm very picky with I'm not going to listen to just anybody. And that comes to self-respect, you know, having an understanding of why not go to the person who is getting it straight from the source, you know, because you have to think about it. It's like that game of telephone that you used to play in elementary school. You start mm -hmm. on one side of the room with the message saying the cow jumped over the moon. And by the end of it, it's like the tricks rabbit ended up eating yellow jello. Like, I don't know, like it <laughs> yeah. was something entirely yeah. different. And that's the same thing with information that's being passed down. You're getting second, third, fourth, fifth hand information. And that's why, you know, for example, think and grow rich, you can actually go a step further. And instead of think and grow rich, you can 
study, you know, the people above him, Andrew Carnegie, you can study yes. the people who he learned from. And then yes. you could go back from there. And a lot of the principles that are spoken about and thinking we're rich are also biblical. And you could also talk about that too, which is there's so many different things and ways to tie information. And what mm -hmm. most people don't understand about that book too, is I have it over to my right. Think of Grow Rich is actually rendition and a condensed version of Napoleon Hill's work, which was 15 volumes called The Law of Success. And it was a, a course that he used to teach that's like 600 yep. pages long. And I have it on video format, guys. Make sure to go to the YouTube channel if you're listening to this and hit that subscribe button and, and watch the interview. Um, but there is always something to learn. And a lot of times that information you don't want to read the bridged version. You want to read the unabridged version, right? As like a literature. I don't want to read the dumbed down stuff. I want to read the legitimate stuff that I can really grasp and get the meat. I don't want to get the little tidbits and the little scraps. I want to get the meat of it. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever had the opportunity of reading Business of the 21st Century by, by Kiyosaki? Yes. Okay, yes. I was going to say, if you're an MLM, then you definitely got to read that. And, and the funny thing about that is prior to getting introduced to the opportunity for you um, and becoming a customer, I had somebody approach me like a couple of years ago as an IBO and he made me read the book before he even allowed me to get on another call. And so I read the book and then um, got on that opportunity call, decided it wasn't for me as an IBO. But um, regardless, man, so travel is something that's important to you. And you've mentioned yes. this in, in private conversations multiple, multiple times going back to when we were hosting Link and Grow Together. Mm -hmm. um, what was you know, the big effect of travel on your life? Like what, mm -hmm. what stood out about it? What did you enjoy about it? And why is it something that's important to you to the extent <clears throat> of sending your family on vacations? I believe that most people live in a bubble. I believe that most people live in a bubble. They don't get the chance to one, get out of their area, but two, get out of their mindset. You know this, I mean, from, from when you, uh, you know, born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida, and then moved out to California, and then now moving out to even other places, you had your trip to Europe. Uh, what happens when you travel is you get to see the world, and that's very cliche sounding, but it does make a difference, especially the more you do it. Mm. It's no longer, I'm living in this bubble that is the California Bay Area. And I'm lucky the Bay Area is extremely diverse, but we have our cultures here. And so it was important for me to get out and see, hey, what can I realize when I'm outside of this area? Well, what I realized is, number one, the world is huge. A lot of people I remember in my high school and, and, and when I was you know, going on all these trips, sometimes they would be like, oh, my God, you're literally going everywhere. And I'm like, not even close close yeah i've barely touched anything but because i've been I, i'm only able to say that because yeah I'm, I'm going out there and i'm seeing all these great places and and these great sites and i'm doing all these fun adventures but i know there's so much more out there and i think that expands your sort of abundance mentality when you realize there's so much out there one to see there's so much so many people to meet there's so many ideas out there there's so many there's so much um to learn whatever you want to say it's such an abundance mentality number two you realize uh people aren't all that different i think sometimes we see oh you know person from this country person from this mm -hmm. background whatever uh, no you go anywhere and there are going to be some very 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 nice people who are going to be incredibly kind to you even if you hardly speak their language, there is, for the most part, a level of 
kindness and, and human connection that can be created. That's the second really powerful lesson that I've learned going around the world. Um, and I haven't traveled crazy amounts, but I've traveled a decent amount to, right. to know that. You know, and it's almost like a paradox because, or not a paradox, but, but you know, an oxymoron because it's like jumbo shrimp, you know, shrimp are small yeah. yet jumbo and the world is small yet it's huge, you know? Yeah. And, and what I mean by small is we're able to take a flight. And, and this was what happened to me. I was in Los Angeles taking a flight to France back in 2019, which I'm ready to go back, travel to Europe and go see more <laughs> of the world. But um, I fell asleep in the clouds and I woke up across the freaking yeah. planet in Europe. Yeah. And that really changed my perception because I'm like, yo, I'm here. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm across the pond. Like, whoa, what is this? And I remember That's that. Big pond. And you saw my face light up when I said that, because I remember looking at Google Maps and I see like, what the fuck? I'm in France. <laughs> I'm like, huh? But then you get on a train, you know, you go, go walk. I walked around Paris. Then I got on, you know, found my way through the train station with, which felt bigger than the fucking world. Cause I couldn't find anything, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I took the train. I'm, I was down in the South of France. Then on my flight home, I was in Portugal and I'm like, yo, if I spent, yep. you know, a couple of years traveling, I could literally see everything, like not in the sense of like, see everything, but I could go to every single country easily because we live in a world of technology. We live in a world of air travel and flight. And then before we turn, you know, 80 years old, we're going to be able to see us hop on a, a freaking rocket that launches us to orbit. And then we're going to be able to get to the other side of the planet in literally 30 minutes. Like that's the way that we're going. And it's so amazing. It's such a blessing too. It's just the one thing that people need to get over is these mental blocks and these mental barriers that are preventing them from actually going out and experiencing. It's not difficult. You can, I spent 2000 bucks on my trip, you know, and I was over in France for a month and a half, you know, and that's, sure. I've met some amazing people. I had some amazing relationships and friendships that were blooming and blossoming, but it's not as difficult as you, as it seems. Now, what have you done to overcome maybe some of those mental blocks going back mm. to how you originally viewed, viewed business and mm. getting involved with network marketing? Imagine maybe you had some limiting beliefs. What have you done to overcome those? Because that's an issue a lot of people are faced with, including myself. And it's a damn hard one. And I continue to face them. I over, I'm working on overcoming many. Um, I think that one thing that has really helped me is just a deep innate desire to grow and assume into i guess you could say assume into that better version of who i can be and what i can do mm. and it just there's that deep desire of i am not okay um staying the way i am why not I love myself, but there, I know there's so much more for me. There has to be, it's just that deep innate desire. Like there has to be more. And I take that energy and that's good enough for me, man, <clears throat> because that is so meaningful to me. I think sometimes like, for example, people say, um, they're in, they're in this rough situation and, and we'll naturally say to them, Oh no, you're fine. Don't worry. You're great. No. They're not great. Clearly, look at them. They're crying or they're struggling or whatever. But the beautiful thing is they can change. The beautiful thing is they can get better. No, you're not okay. And that's okay too, because you can grow. You can change. And <clears throat> it's just that um, deep kind of growth mindset, as cliche as that might sound. 
It's just that belief that, yeah, I can change. Yeah, I can be better. Yeah, I can do more. Whatever that might mean for you. And so whenever I have a limiting belief and I realize I have a limiting belief that's holding me back, it just goes back to this desire like, yo, that ain't okay with me staying here. That ain't okay. I need to be better. And that drives me forward. Mm-hmm. Now, what was it like growing up? Because obviously, you know, based off the situation, the family that you come from, um, that has an inf- influence and an impact on your belief system towards money, towards people, towards business, towards success. What was it like growing up, man? Because this is actually a topic I don't think you've ever really openly discussed that I've, that I've found. And that's why I'm like, I'm wanting to ask you all the questions that I've never been asked before to really allow you to, to share. You're so often on the other side of the microphone yeah. asking the questions. It's about time we switch this up for you and start having people ask you the questions, brother. I appreciate that, man. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, that's a very good question. And absolutely, your upbringing does make a very big difference in terms of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, your, your beliefs. So should I start with the good stuff or the bad stuff? <laughs> start with the bad, okay. end off with the good. Okay, sounds good. Um, I definitely did not have a very good view uh, or positive view of money. You mentioned that, I did not. Uh, we grew up extremely middle-class. We were not poor by any means. Um, and and I, I'm fortunate to have two incredible parents who work extremely hard. And that's why we've been able to travel a little bit. Um, and we, we live in a decent home and, and we have some decent cars um, and we live well, right? I did not have a very positive view of money, however, because I always saw them working. Mm. And I was the kid growing up who I just wanted to live my life, man. I wanted, I, I was going on these trips and I was like, man, I'd love to travel more. I, I would love talking to people. I was like, man, this is great. You know, I loved, uh, I, I was doing martial arts for a long time. I was like, man, I want to do this. You know, I wanted to have fun, man. I wanted to live life. And I saw my parents, I saw teachers, I saw people around me who had to do so much just for money. And I didn't have a very positive view. I, I, I was like, money is e- money's terrible, money's evil money you know why do you have to spend so much time chasing money i remember you know people would ask you know adults always love to ask you uh uh, what do you want to do with your life you know whatever and i hated that question man i just couldn't like all these job titles and majors and whatever didn't like none of them fired me up man i looked at that and i was like it sucks and here's the thing i was a very academically strong kid any subject i was amazing at it academically and so frankly, uh, if somebody looked at my grades, they could have said, you can go into anything. And there have been people who have told me like counselors and whatnot, Eric, you can literally go into anything you want. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to tell you, literally, I have the academic mind that is required to succeed in whatever field, but I didn't care about it. And I hated the fact that people were constantly trying to force me into that because of this thing called money. Mm. Um, and so that was something I definitely had to overcome. Uh, and I'm happy to say I've, I've, I've done a pretty good job of it so far. Um, other limiting beliefs I had, I mean, 
um I would say I love my parents but at the same time I think there were certain things that happened where uh it didn't allow me to uh make my own mistakes and I would have to kind of force my way into making my own mistakes because I knew that sometimes things you need to learn from your from your own experience and it's great to learn from other people's experience but some things you need to learn on your own just so you understand what it means and how it feels. Um, and I was lucky enough to be in an environment where I could make those mistakes without having serious consequences. And so I wanted to make some mistakes, but I, in, in some cases I wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to do that. Other limiting beliefs, uh, I was not edified as a kid to be uh, a next genius. You know, there was kind of contradicting messages when I went to go to school because of my academic success. I was like, yo, this kid hella smart, man. Go to Eric if you need help, man. Literally. I don't care what subject it is. If if uh, if you struggling, go to Eric. Yeah, go cheat off of his test. <laughs> yeah, I was that kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think I don't think anybody ever cheated off of me in terms of a test. I mean, unless they like snuck in, but nobody ever asked me that. But if they wanted help on a subject, I was I was the, I was definitely one of the go-to. But at home, um, you weren't really getting that that same exactly. response. Interesting, exactly. dude. It was a very interesting contradiction. And uh, it's not that my parents thought that I was an idiot or anything. Don't get me wrong. But they didn't think I was anything special. And I think in a sense, that was a good thing. I didn't, I don't, you don't want to feel like you're, you're something special and you're entitled or anything like that. That's definitely not what you want. But I think that contradiction created a little bit in me where like one, one thing I remember doing for a long time was trying to impress people. I wanted to be the cool kid, man. I wanted people to think, yo, this guy, Eric is really something special. Mm -hmm. I want to prove somebody to, I wanted to prove that to somebody, but I realized, no, you're not trying to prove it to somebody. You're trying to prove it to yourself. Wow. Yeah. I am so grateful that you, that you responded the way that you did and that we're finally getting you to open up and share things mm -hmm. that I've never heard. I've from never, you before I don't think I've ever shared it. I'm starting to understand like the reason why we're able to connect so much with chemistry is because we have a lot of damn similarities I never knew existed from the point of being that academic kid, man. I always mentioned the point, just like you mentioned of, you know, being that go-to kid. Um, I was that same kid in school up until the time that I started rebelling and stopped caring. Yeah. What, junior turning year? Down, turning, <laughs> yeah. Turning down practically full ride scholarship, you know, all that stuff, just like to, to show the example of like, none of that really appealed to me. Yeah. And then from at home, going to school and having everybody talk you up and being like, yo, like you're smart. And then going home and not really feeling that creates a yeah. sense of rebellion in your mind that you start to chase outside of school and academia. And that's something that's part of the reason why I got involved with business kind of out of an act of rebellion that turned into something that I came I to agree. appreciate and turned into my therapy, dude. And it's really, wow. I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded right now because somewhat you touch on man like I, I'm, I'm hearing myself talk and it's strange mm -hmm. it's cool though because I never anticipated that from you um that's cool yeah so those are some that things cool. I've had to overcome for sure and hey do not get me wrong I am extremely grateful for my parents they're wonderful human beings uh, I'm extremely proud of the fact that uh they've parented me and they've parented me incredibly well in my opinion single um, child no I have a younger sister I did not know that yeah, I have a younger sister, three years younger than me. Okay. Um, and she's incredible. She's fantastic. Um, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, I don't know if she'll listen to this. I have no idea. 
But, you should get her to um, subscribe, man. Have I her should. Leave that That's review. a good idea. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Come on now. I'm not even sure if she subscribed to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> Start with know. me and then we'll move over to you. There we go. <laughs> Family's more difficult. No, I think she is. She is. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm extremely, I, I think they raised me with really good values. That's something I'm really proud of. And I'm glad right. that that happened. Like things like, uh, because I think because of the travel experiences, I did not grow up very materialistic. I grew up experience oriented relationships oriented uh, they taught me how to treat people right um, I remember thinking it was so weird and I I thought it was an Asian thing where uh, you know you, you you're like yelling at your kids and then you pick up the phone and you sound really nice I thought that was just like an Asian like they're just trying to be polite but I love that because it showed me no matter what the hell is going on in your life when you're dealing with other people you got to be nice mm-hmm because you don't know what they're going through. You're dealing with crap, but that doesn't mean another person's dealing with crap, and they sure as hell don't have to deal with your crap. You're right. You deal right. with your crap, except maybe obviously involve the people close around you, but other than that, dude, like, come on. Um, I, I learned to value family a lot. I remember those are definitely that stage where my mom and my dad would say, like, uh, especially my mom, you can only trust family. Like families of people, and I I hated that. I was like, no, 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 friends, man, friends. But I was a high school kid. What was a friend? A friend was anybody who you sat next to for like five days a week. That's it. Right. Um. And I love my friends. I still think friends are incredibly important. I do not agree with that statement that that it's just family. But I learned to value family because I wasn't. And and so there are a lot of incredible values that I think I've gotten and. Uh, that have really driven me forward. I think personal development was something that they allowed me to do. They did, in many cases, allow me to um, explore myself. And uh, like one thing they allowed me to do because I wanted to was uh, get into martial arts. And I am forever grateful I did that because um, if I had not done that, I do not believe uh, I would be the person I am today. I do not believe I would be sitting here with you, Mm. to be quite frank with you, if I hadn't gone. and so I'm very grateful for that because that has made a very big impact on me, values and whatnot. And so, yeah. To, to talk about that perspective, though, you've touched on having a child's view on the world. Mm. You know, as a, as a child and, and before we, you know, it's the whole nature versus nurture argument. Um, mm. Kids don't see color. They don't see differences. They don't see genders. They don't see polit- politics. They don't see religion. They see yeah. people for people. And yeah those experiences that you had when you were younger of going overseas and traveling and seeing the world, you're like, you're viewing this and like, wow, this is awesome because you're viewing it for what it is, not based off of what you're told that it is. And that's such a great perspective to have, man, as an adult, as an adult, having that viewpoint towards life of just like the best experiences are the ones that you kind of just take yourself out and you're just experiencing. You're just taking it in, man. You don't have to worry about some fucking itinerary. You just go live and you go travel. You don't know what's going on. You just do it. And man, like, I'm like, I'm feeling fired up in this energy because I'm like, man, I'm ready to go back out and just experience again. And and now with the country opening up again and the world opening up, like, you know, I've been telling, telling my, my, you know, woman, I'm like, we're going to Italy next year. As soon as the country's well, open up, we're taking an international trip, baby. We're brother, going. Italy is amazing, brother. We're going. Well, I mean, I've had the opportunity to go to France, but you know, she hasn't had the opportunity to travel yet. I'm like, we're getting you out over there. You know, we're, we're getting over. Italy is a good place definitely. to be. Most definitely. Now. And, and I, 
I want to give you credit for pointing this out because that is a very good point to having that child's perspective and that what you just said has served me so incredibly well and I wish I knew how to help people develop that sense of not seeing all these um I mean I think I think it's very cliche to say I don't see color I don't see rate whatever screw off okay um <laughs> honestly um it's not the sense of because uh, some people be like oh you know you're not respecting the fact that black people have gotten to go through all this or this but no of course I, I absolutely respect that I understand history I'm a student of history I love that and I respect the hell out of that and uh there have been some crazy things people have gone through in history, of course. But at the same time, we're all people. And regardless of our history and our background, we're all people. And there are some level of connection and respect that is demanded almost just by that alone. Absolutely. And so for me, I mean, that was a value that I had. Like, I, I never had to were you i never had to think about oh this person this skin color therefore i treat them. no you just treat people as you want to be treated man like that the golden rule right talk about cliches but yeah. cliches oftentimes have meaning now over the past couple of months yes um i've been ex expanding out the the team for mash adventures and by the time this airs in july i'll have the team packed out and filled and we're set and ready to grow and rock but i brought you on as a consultant for the yes, company sir. And um, why don't we talk about that a little bit, man, because I, I'd love for you to share, you know, maybe your experience up until this point and, you know, maybe giving a little bit of insight. This is me asking for myself, but and for the yes. company, but giving insight into how we're what we're building and how we're building it out um, versus just being some solo man, you know, Internet company, man, because that's what we're trying not to do. Yes. No, I, I mean, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for the opportunity and uh, for giving me that position. Uh, I'm incredibly appreciative of it and uh, and of your uh, trust in me, brother. Uh, let me just uh, kind of go back a little bit for, for the listeners here. I've known Isaac, as he said, since August 2019. Uh, he was episode five guest on my podcast. Um, whether that was a good interview or not, I have no idea because that was episode five and I damn don't remember it. But we had a great conversation. I remember it was the start of an incredible friendship that we've enjoyed. Uh, of course, we've done business together. We've uh, we co-hosted a podcast together for a while. We've done a couple of different things together. Um, as I've gotten to know Isaac, and and he's touched on this as well, <clears throat> we have a very we very much have a synergy, right? We bounce ideas off of each other. We connect with each other in very important ways. Uh, and in a lot of ways, we actually have different perspectives, very different perspectives in some ways. And we've been able to have some very interesting conversations as a result of that. And I think that one thing that we've done for each other is we've kind of reeled each other back in a little bit. Uh, for example, uh, you've helped me a lot on my give, give, give. And you've helped me realize like, yo, you got to take care of yourself a little bit too. Um, because that was something that I was lacking. And so you've helped me on that. And I don't know what I've done for you. That's something you'd have to answer. But we've been able to help each other out. And the other thing we've been able to do is believe in each other's vision. And I think that is the primary reason why uh, I am honestly very proud and very excited to be part of the Mashman Ventures team. I'm very honored by it because I do believe in your vision and I do believe in the way you're going. And I believe, one, you've got a good head on your shoulders. Two, you've got a good heart. And, um, and, and three, 
on top of the good head on your shoulders, you also are have a sense of humility also. You know what the hell you're doing, but you're also the fact that you're, you know, one, you decided, hey, I want a consultant. Um, but in just in general, by the way you study, incredibly hard. And I, maybe I don't know how many people get to see that about you, but you are a, very much a student of success. And, and, and you're not just somebody who talks. You, you read, you listen a lot. And because of these traits, I think that's uh, very, very important. And that's what allows me to buy into you. And, and because of our values, of course. And so with this, with Mashman Ventures and public relations, um, you have, and I know you know what you're doing and I know your, your history in terms of what you've been focusing on in business and uh, in terms of what you're able to do for people. And so what am I here for? Um, I mean, initially, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what I was here for. <laughs> I was like, I mean, Isaac knows what the hell he's doing. But um, I also understand that um, there is value that I'm able to add because you know what you're doing and you brought me on as a result. So what I had to think about, okay, what, um, what am I doing here, right? Because I'm not the guy joining this company to directly work with all our clients at Mashman Ventures. What I am here to do is fill in the gaps. As you and I have done for each other, I can do for the clients. Where you're missing something, maybe I can add something. There are certain things that I, uh, I, my personality or my character or my focus tends to work a little bit more than yours. My background is a little bit different uh, in terms of what I focused on, what I understand in business and personal development. In many ways, we're the same. Where maybe we can fill in the gaps. Maybe we can reinforce each other. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so honestly, I'm, I just bought into your vision. I think that's the main reason. Uh, chase the vision. There you go. Uh, and, and, and yeah. There we go. I appreciate you saying that, brother. And, and, and that's where you have provided value to me, giving me a different perspective, right? Different people. It goes back to the personality traits in that test, right? And uh, I, need to, I need to actually take one again because so much has changed, I think, with my personality. But mm. you're a little bit more straightforward of viewing things with like, viewing it more from like an engineering perspective of like the mm. actual logical perspective. And I can sometimes be up in the clouds, you know, and mm. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that's good. But you also are able to view things from a different light. And that's why I brought you on. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. And um, going back to studying and, and, you know, a lot of times people can sometimes get the wrong perception of me and view me as cockier you know, yeah. e full of ego with sometimes yeah. the way that I hold myself, but it's not that I don't listen or I don't pay attention to opinions. It's just, I'm picky with who I take to heart and what yes. opinions I really take to heart. Um, cause it goes back to who are you learning from and who are you studying? Now you can learn just as much from a homeless man as a rich man, but in different ways. And yeah. sometimes I've had to cut off relationships simply because they view me in the wrong perspective because I have a little bit too much self-respect to maybe I'm not going to listen to you because your track record doesn't show the same thing that you're saying. And, and that's okay. Sometimes you have to make those difficult decisions, man. Great. So I want to go in and take this back. So what's next? Where are you going? Where am I going? Well, obviously, uh, uh, short term is looking at uh, finishing up this university and, and growing my businesses and growing uh, of course, part of that is going to be growing Mashman Ventures as well. I know that you have some uh, incredibly ambitious goals, and I love that, and that's exciting mm -hmm. for me as well. Um, I look forward to saying in my uh, 
mid twenties that uh, millions of dollars are going through me every month. Um, I look forward to being able to say that in my mid twenties. Um, and then, I mean, honestly, everything I said in the beginning, everything I yeah. said in the beginning of, you know, what I'm doing in my early twenties for family, uh, mid to late twenties in business, and then going transitioning into my thirties into working in nonprofits and helping people and servicing people. Um, and helping other people. I think that's the vision right now. And I'm incredibly excited for it. Love it. Well, Eric, man, this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal interview. And I'm glad that you have opened up and shared some of these things because this man like allows people to really, really connect with you. Now, where can people support you? Where can people find you? Where can people, you know, show that love? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Isaac shouted out earlier, but number one is the podcast. Of course, you can just uh, Eric Chow podcast, Google it, you'll find it. Uh, but the actual title is the Eric Chow Powers podcast. Um, <clears throat> by the time this comes out, I'll say we have 51, 52 episodes out, something like that. And uh, that's been a, a wonderful journey so far in the past. Uh, almost two years now going on two years wow. in August. Yeah. So wow. by the time this comes out, yeah, almost two years in August. So, uh, social medias at underscore chow, Eric at underscore C H O W E R I C Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can probably find me on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Uh, happy to connect there. It's not underscore chow, Eric. I think it's Eric dash chow eight or something like that. I need to work on this thing. I know you're very good at this, but uh, yeah, I have a, I have another link that I'll give to Isaac with everything. So it'll just be one link, but phenomenal. That'll be underneath the YouTube in the description. And um, man, do you have any like closing words, tips, words of advice, something that's on your heart today that maybe <clears> you want to want to share? Um, let's see. Uh, time equals life. Time. Don't even explain that. Don't even explain that. Let people let people think about this and resonate. Time equals life. Yes, sir. Man. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode. Go ahead and show Eric some love. I don't even care if you don't share this episode. At least go and share Eric's socials. Show him some love. Tune into his podcast and uh, be on the lookout for a new episode every Monday and every single Friday. Much love. And Eric, thank you for being on. My pleasure, brother. Thank you so much.